whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Ballet Dance Live podcast. And this is our special mini-series, Student Voices, reminding all of us that we remain students no matter how long we ballet dance, no matter is it our profession or just a side hobby, how much we dedicate time to dance, but we all remain being students throughout our dance journey. And today we have a very fun conversation with uh, Shani Brown, one of the members of the Yana Dance Club, who is not only a ballet dance teacher herself, but also a Zumba instructor. And we talked a lot about these two different dance forms, activity forms, comparing where some similarities, there are some differences, how one can be incorporated into another one. And I'm pretty sure many of you if not experienced yourself, but at least heard or know about both forms, obviously ballet dance, but also Zumba. And I'm sure it will be very interesting sneak peek into teaching life of those both styles. And not only teaching, but first of all, experiencing them as participants of classes, but also navigating this teaching role and navigating your own training and your own development and your own growth as a dance student. So this is what we have for today's uh, treat. I hope you enjoy this conversation and let us know, me and our guest afterwards, what you thought about it. Hello, dear Shani. Welcome to our online space here conversation. Thank you for joining me today and very excited to chat and to talk about your dance journey and dance experience so far. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> to start our conversation, I actually want to start um, not specifically with a dance note, but in general. Can you share a little bit like where are you from um, maybe what's your main activity is it related to dance or maybe it's something completely different like you know just in general um what's going on <laughs> yeah um well i was actually born in israel and then i moved to chicago as a kid and i grew up there and that's where my dance journey started um, about 10 years ago my husband and i moved to san diego california we were done with the cold, done with the weather and the snow and all the, you know, good stuff there. So moved out to where we thought would be the, the most beautiful place that we could make it to. So we live out in San Diego now and it's sunny and there's not a cloud in the sky. Um, as far as my activities, uh, I have two kids. And so um, my career kind of got put on hold. I was uh, a marine biologist. And I worked out on boats and lived on islands and did all sorts of fun adventures. Um, but as you can imagine, having a baby on a boat is kind of a little difficult or taking a break uh, and leaving your family for a month or months at a time would be hard with small kids. So I kind of put that on hold and I've been raising two girls and um, 
recently, right before um, the pandemic began, because this is like a defining point in mm -hmm. our lives now, um, I became licensed as a Zumba instructor. And uh, it's Zumba Fitness. And it's just such an amazing activity to do with people. It's a, a great workout. Um, but some people have challenges, you know, sticking with a workout because it's not fun or it's so hard or it's a lot of work. Zumba's not like that. Uh, it's super fun and it's meant to be like a party. And then the, um, sorry, my dog is coughing right here. Um, of course. Uh, so Zumba is meant to be like a, a party. And uh, you still get the cardio, you get a fitness workout, you know, squats, whatever it is, and you just have fun together. And then you have the results of having, um, you know, stress release, right? Mm -hmm. There's the, the mm -hmm. mental health aspect of it too. And I just love that. And it reconnected me with movement and it reconnected me with dance. And that started me back on my dance journey um, because belly dance is one of the rhythms in Zumba fitness too. And of course, they make everything uh, for everybody. So it's simplified. It's, you know, the Zumba method and the Zumba way. So um, that got me back to belly dance. And now I teach Zumba and I teach belly dance. And I just love it. Wow, what a mix of different professions and occupations. Okay, I have one super funny question which may seem very like I don't know maybe you got asked it already and it's kind of like a stereotypical fun question like almost like a joke but I have to ask okay your previous or like your first main profession was related so much to boats and then you also like about have you ever performed as a ballet dancer on boats <laughs> yes so uh it is a funny question but you know life life is funny um, when I worked on a boat in Italy, I worked with a research group called Tellies. And um, in order to fund the research, they have participants that come on and, and they take part in uh, the research and they learn about marine mammals. And uh, one of the other researchers, he took salsa dance lessons. And so this is in Italy too. And uh, so he would teach us all salsa and we'd be on the deck and the boat is rocking and uh, we would be doing salsa. And then, of course, you know, I had to I had to belly dance. So I would I would do just informal mm -hmm. uh, belly dance on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, I had to ask because I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's quite a really interesting combination of different professions. So you mentioned that you discovered ballet dance many, many years ago. Uh, what made you got involved in ballet dance? So I was living in Chicago. I was a young adult. I think 23. I had returned. I lived out in California for a little while, and then I returned back. And uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, was like, hey, let's take this belly dance course at the uh, Community Recreation Center. So, okay, sure, I'll try anything. Uh, and I went and I just, I fell in love. She took it one time, that's it, she was done. It wasn't for her, you know, it made her uh, nervous and worried about how she looked um, because it was a big class, it's a you know class in Chicago. And, uh, and I just loved it. For me, it, uh, being born in Israel and having a family from North Africa, it just, uh, sparked all those memories and things that like, live deep inside. So uh, I stuck with it. Mm. And how many years ago was that? 
That was 2003. You can math for me. <laughs> and before, yeah, and before, before, oh, almost 20 years. So next year will be your like 20 year anniversary in like, let's say, God and Wolves and Ballet Dance. <laughs> yeah, almost half my life. But before you took a break uh, with your daughters, you were already like performing prof- got involved professionally ballet dance or it was still on the terms like, okay, I'm just doing it for myself, like as a hobby or some activity? No, I performed. I performed uh, professionally at restaurants, at festivals, um, with live music. Uh, but the scene was different back then. Mm-hmm. We weren't, you know, the globally, we weren't so interconnected. There wasn't internet. There, if you wanted a video, it, it was a, a big deal to take a video of, of something, right? You had to have a camcorder, and um, and so it feels different because it feels a less formal. But it was, yeah. I consider I consider it professional probably dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after pause from like dance activities and focusing entirely on your children by the way how old are your daughters so i have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old oh so like oh cool that age that they're still small but like almost about to get into like you know those teenage years <laughs> yes they're independent but they're still sweet right <laughs> well yes. hopefully they yeah. will still still stay sweet for as long as uh, possible uh, but when you you mentioned that you got reconnected back to dance through Zumba, mm-hmm. why didn't happen it for you through ballet dance, like going back to ballet dance activities? Um, you know, having moved away from Chicago probably is part of it. Uh, I don't know the community here, and actually, I had a little mini uh, trip into belly dance again um, after my first daughter was born. I think she might have been two and I was able to leave her for a little bit at a time. And I did find a belly dance instructor in, instructor in San Diego. And um, she, was, she was wonderful, but I could only go every now and then. And, and then we moved from that area as well when we bought a house. Mm-hmm. So I think just finding the community has been a challenge. Uh, and then, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Zumba is available and it's at the, the gyms and um, it was easy to get to for an hour. Mm, so. I see. Zumba took me to belly dance because I heard the rhythms, I heard the music and my friend, my friend instructor actually encouraged me. She was like, do it, go find belly dance, like find a class online. You can do it because it was the pandemic. So everything's available online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to find Zoom classes that way. And now you're teaching both Zumba and belly dance. Which aspects of Zumba you are now incorporating in your belly dance classes? Um, you know, Zumba has helped with connection uh, with your students. I think um, having kind of like a light uh, joy and easygoing way um, comes from Zumba because it's so accepting, right? And so instead of having like a structure of an instructor who's like up here and scary, which is not the way all instructors are, um, 
it's more like this is fun. We're doing this. We're moving. It's okay. You can get it wrong. You know, we're just doing it for the first time, right? And so teaching uh, introduction to belly dance is kind of where I think I would use it the most, because you're letting you're allowing the person to have time to find that connection between their mind and their body. And everything is new and different. And it's like, yeah, don't think too much. Just let go. Just let go. Just uh, let's let's try it this way. I'll instruct you. I'll, I'll show you how to do it. But let's have fun with it. And actually from you, I've um, also incorporated uh, using imagination and, and cert how certain words will um, inspire people to move a certain way. So, for example, with a figure eight. I have really found the word sway to work very well. Uh, if I try other words, they're like, uh, all of a sudden they're all rigid. And Or if you explain the movement, it becomes more rigid. And um, so just using the power of certain words has been, has been amazing in teaching. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love introducing like this imagery and analogies. And sometimes I feel like I'm talking, I was like, that sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes even the weirdest uh, stuff like just helps us to feel those muscles and those movements. So I'm happy to hear that you're incorporating it also in your like your classes. But I'm also curious to know a little bit more how you incorporate belly dance in Zumba classes because you mentioned about like rhythms uh, that that would got you spark to get back to belly dance that you heard this music that music in Zumba classes. But you are yourself, you are belly dancer, not only Zumba instructor. So how, for instance, you as a belly dancer would like maybe even more incorporate, if at all, of course, uh, uh -huh. belly dance in your Zumba classes? Okay, so in the Zumba classes, probably in multiple ways. I'm, I'm a belly dancer. I move like a belly dancer. It's going to always be there, right? So, so some people that are like, no, you're always belly dancing. No, no, I'm not. Um, but I will actually do specific songs that, that are uh, belly dance rhythms. Um, it, it may be like Arabic pop music, or it may actually have like a more traditional rhythm to it. Um, and we'll do things like hip drops. Uh, we'll do things like, you know, bumps or accents, different people call them figure eights. Um, but, but more simple, simple movements. And you just, uh, Break it down so the first time in, within the song, it, it'll the movements will repeat, right? So the first time you do it, you may um, do it more simply. And then the second, so for example, one hip drop. So you step the foot, one hip drop. Second time it comes up, uh, maybe it's two hip drops. Um, and then the third time, add that flavor or, or the arms or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you repeat the song uh, from class to class, they start to remember the choreography and pick it up and uh, and do it, you know, a little better that mm -hmm. way. And, and it's just fun, right? But it's belly dance. A lot of it is like pat the head, rub the stomach kind of thing, right? So if you can do the hip drop and do the arms at the same time by the end of the song, then they're doing they're doing beautifully because they've created, you know, pathways in their brain that they didn't have before. And especially as your students are older, that's really, really important um, to have that kind of coordination and brain function. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like it's basically incorporating and giving not only exercises for a body, but exercises for brain <laughs> too. Like, okay, yes. I have to combine it. <laughs> yeah, 
it is that, um, you know, the coordination and balance even goes as you get older, you lose your balance. So I mean, all those things. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious to switch a little bit the direction or like the angle of our discussion and to talk a little bit not only about your teaching activities, but also about your learning activities. Because as teachers, we always keep uh, remain being students. So how do you uh, structure your own training, especially with the fact like, okay, you have family, you have two daughters, you also moved, uh, well, probably at this point for quite a while, but still relatively, more or less relatively new area. And it's also like pandemics and lockdowns and all that stuff on top. So how does your uh, your individual like training uh, looks like, which elements it consists from? Okay, good question. Um, and you are so right. I am constantly looking to improve myself for, for me and for my dance, but also for my students, right? So, so I'm inspired for both of those reasons. Um, I have found that I really enjoyed the Ayana Dance Club, and I do use it, um, especially if we're in an intensive, then my um, the structure of my practice is a little bit more focused on that intensive specifically, and working the techniques on there. I appreciate how you suggest certain videos because the library is so big. Um, and so I do go through and I do those. Uh, I also have different, um, things that I want to focus on that I feel like I have lost over time or is in my brain somewhere and I need to access it again. For example, with the rhythms, um, I know the rhythms and I remember what they're called. And I was so fortunate to work with a, a dancer, a mentor who also her husband was a, a drummer. And so he taught me the rhythms and I have his old CDs where he th says things like Mas Moody and he's, he was Tunisian and so he has this accent and this deep voice. Um, and so that those sounds are in my head. But uh, now we have a wonderful world of the internet where I can look up these things that I've forgotten that I know about. Um, or I, you know, for example, I find them in, in the IANA Dance Club. Um, so I will write down uh, what I want to work on for, I usually put it down for two weeks because for me, one week is not a lot of time. Um, and so I will go for two weeks. I write down what I want to do. Um, I've been focusing on Tarab as well and, uh, have found an instructor who I also love and, uh, is very inspiring. Dominika, um, she's in Poland and that is her love, Tarab music. Mm -hmm. And so, now I'm able to find instructors and find their specialties based on what I want to study. So I've been taking um, classes with her as well. And so my, uh, the structure of my practice is based, okay, if I have a class that's a certain day, then I know I have that one on the week, and then I can add things in for the rest of the week. Um, I have a studio I work at, and then with the kids, they're hopefully at school. Um, things change day to day here now. So I've had to homeschool a little bit and, and have to shift things around. But generally, I'll practice in this room or at the studio for at least an hour a day. Um, and, and I just kind of have to fit it around what time I have. I love having the assignments 
um, in the group because for me, that really motivates me. It's like, oh, no, 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 I got to do my assignment, family. Sorry. It's like I'm back in school. Um, so, so it takes priority because a lot of the time it's difficult to um, prioritize for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And prioritize our dance because we have so many things that we have to do uh, and it just gets pushed back and pushed back. And so if we have an assignment, if we have goals to reach for the week or for two weeks or the month or whatever, um, that really, really helps. Mm-hmm. And that helps us to prioritize ourselves a little bit. So um, so that's basically how I structure it. And I, I do have to move things around a bit. And it's interesting how you brought up the topic because we can create those assignments for ourselves too. But yeah. it's sometimes so difficult to follow our own assignments because in our head, like, ah, but that was just me coming up with it. I can always push it. But at the same time, like, even on the example of, like, uh, like our work at the Young Dance Club, like, you're not going to really, like, you know, struggle or, uh, I don't know, get something bad if you miss an assignment which I give because this is still suggestions you still can practice but this external thing from whichever teacher uh like gives certain like assignments like it's as if it's they come from outside to our world like they still have more power it's very interesting how the psychology works Yes. And, um, and the group holds you accountable almost. I mean, they don't, there, nobody gets on you like, Hey, Shani, why haven't you turned in your assignment? But we are looking for each other's assignments We're we're watching them. And, um, so it's kind of like this outside accountability as well that we have. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is a really good, uh, tip for everyone, whoever works in whichever like community, but specifically at the Young Adams Club, I always say like, oh, the, you're sending videos not just for me, you're sending videos even for yourself to, to make them. So it's not like for me, like to say like, oh, you did it or like you made an, uh, like, you know, like, let me give you feedback. But it's also once you start seeing each other videos, it kind of like, well, I can do it too. So it pushes to motivate and it's a additional tool to stay on track and to keep on track with your practice. So uh, that's very cool. But I have a question here. So for you personally, how do you evaluate your uh, progress? Because, okay, assignment is assignment, but we can always do it, like, you know, just for the putting the mark, like, okay, I did it. Uh, but for you also as a teacher, so you see the progress, you follow the progress of your students. And uh, how for yourself, like, which criteria you follow to kind of, like, see where you are at your training and what works, what doesn't, what improves, what doesn't. Um, what do you mean by criteria? Criteria? Well, maybe you have like certain like, you know, criteria, like, oh, if I don't know, like learn something on time or like I see, I don't know, visually the difference, but how like in general, if you're talking about progress and dance, how do you, for yourself, evaluate, are you happy with the progress or not? Okay, um, I think we have a wonderful tool now in having our camera uh, on our phone. And so this has been an amazing uh, tool for me coming back and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, I can, I can watch myself. Um, and so recording the video and seeing what I look like is different than being able to watch myself in real time in the mirror. Right. Because if I'm dancing into the mirror, I can see I can adjust right away. 
But uh, if I'm in the moment, I'm really practicing a choreography, for example, I can't see that my arm is crooked, right? Because I'm moving through quickly. But when I look back at my video, I can see, oh, let me, let me fix my arm. My arm is in a funny position here. And I, I use that example because I do, <laughs> I have one arm that likes to be in a strange position. Um, and so, so I do look at the video and I will correct right away. But then sometimes, you know, you get tired after dancing, teaching a class and then dancing for two hours. It's like, no, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so I'll look back at it later. And then you can actually look back at your videos from different days to see how how you're progressing on this choreography, for example, um, and over time. And uh, I think it's so nice, especially for people who are just starting to record yourself, record yourself doing something simple. And then, so you have something to look back on and you look back at it, you know, a month later, two months later, half, half a year, whatever it is. And you go, oh my gosh, I've improved. Uh, it, it's really just a wonderful tool. Um, I also, um, I, I can, I really can see visually, uh, if something is off. And I think that is something that I've found, uh, I have as a skill as a teacher. Um, I'm able to see why something is off as well. And I can correct it and fix it. Oh, move your arms forward just a little bit. You're the reason it looks different on you is because your arms are too far back, whatever it is. Um, and so visually, I, I just look at it visually. Uh, and I've been very happy with it. I, I think I'm mature enough to know that um, progress is an instant. And so I, I know it'll come. I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in good work, smart work, not just the time, right? I have, I have methods and, and as to how I practice. I stop. I break things down. Uh, and then I know it'll come with time with, you know, six weeks or however, however t much time, you know, I might need for something. And, and I'm okay. Probably it, there's always room for growth. Always. <laughs> and so we just keep going on it and, or come back to it later, you know, to a point and then come back to it later. This is so important that you just brought up because for many people, when they record themselves, they can't watch it or they can't finish watching because like, ah, oh, it's so bad. So it's, using it becomes a tool of like self-beating and self-criticizing and you are bringing it from perspective like oh it's a tool to identify the areas where you can improve and also cool to look back at your past videos because then you will see like oh actually changed <laughs> actually i grew <laughs> so that's a cool tip and very good perspective because uh, video recording can be very self-damaging too if, if it's put in a different like you know perspective or mindset i can see that yeah. well i have a couple uh more questions because before i let you go uh but um you briefly mentioned about your practice at the yana dance club and i'm very curious to know what was the defining reason for you to join the club that's an excellent question and i was actually thinking about this today it's like, oh, I have a feeling she's going to ask me this. And <laughs> I don't remember how I found the club. Uh, I think I wanted more. I, I, I wanted more information. I wanted more than what just one instructor was able to give me, um, you know, or even two. And I think I found you through Instagram. 
because that's been how I've, I've looked for things. I'll hashtag whatever. And, um, and you're very active. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Seven day trial. Okay. I don't like to sign up for things because I'm so bad at canceling them, but seven days free, easy. It's not even a lot. If it ends up charging me, it's not a big deal. Um, so I signed up and at first I was like, Oh, there's like hundreds of videos. Oh my God. Well, over a hundred, not hundreds, but, uh, how do I even figure this out and go through? But then a week later you started, uh, you have your weekly videos and I just, I love those. So don't ever stop doing those. They're amazing. <laughs> um, it, because it's such a connection we have then with you and, um, and you were starting an intensive and it was the choreography intensive and uh and then it was guided and that was an intense intensive to jump into but it was uh it was then guided right my 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 structure was there for my practice and uh and then that was it i was i was in i wasn't leaving so <laughs> yeah that I don't was <laughs> that was an intense intensive to start with and I always feel like a little bit like always for new members uh, who are starting with because we are all at the Yandos Club dancing all together or we are different levels and I always try to adjust uh, and address this that okay you take what you take some people will go through all some people can just take a little part which is fine it's still a learning process but sometimes for new members it's very maybe like okay what's going on it's so intense there's so much and on that specific intensive there was a lot of work that you needed to do also on your own so it's not only like 20 minutes and you're done it's like ah oh, no you actually need to learn choreography and send and address feedback and work on mistakes that i was given so there was a lot of things uh but i'm very happy that uh it's also kind of cool to i feel it's a good for a flow to join in the beginning of intensive because then it's a little bit easier to navigate because I know the struggle of being so overwhelmed with content it's not only for you it's almost for everyone and then it's like oh do I need to do them in order I'm like well it's not really in order it's not how it works so I was really curious uh well cool to know how you found but I also was very interested why you actually decided you know like to stay and the fact of having like this structured uh uh I guess training program that was the hook let's say or like what was calling for you specifically at that moment uh, so that's interesting for me always to know <laughs> thanks for sharing yeah yeah definitely that intensive is what pulled me in because at first I wasn't sure because there was just so much content uh and like you said it's not organized into into categories um but so yeah mm. the intensive that's that's what got me in oh that's very cool and Right now, you're basically fully back engaged in belly dancing, in zumbaing, teaching, studying yourself. Um, how do you feel? What exactly belly dance brings into your life? Like, what does it give you that you feel like, oh, this, this specific aspect or feeling, or whatever it is, it exists because there is belly dance in my life. Hmm. Uh, well, so Zumba and belly dance both bring joy, right? 
just the joy of moving, the joy of, of dancing to the music, being in the moment. Uh, but what belly dance gives me that Zumba can't because of Zumba's simplicity is is that need to continue to challenge myself, to learn, to push, to to grow. Um, and, and I think, you know, the connection to that specific music, um, different belly dance music, uh, is just, it, it's so deep in my being, in my soul, that just connecting to it is going to keep me coming back over and over again, mm. you know, and it really gives me something I can't find anywhere else. Ah, that's so cool. And what are your current goals or dreams related to dance, personally for you? <laughs> for me? Um, well, I do want to keep... Uh, growing and learning. Uh, I think I've gotten almost to the point of where I was when I left, although not not quite. I'm still trying to play catch up. Um, and, and that's technique-wise a little bit more than knowledge, uh, although I have lost a little bit of knowledge as well, I can tell. It's, but I'll, I'll find it again um, and because I was just so involved and so into dance and, and I did it every single day and I performed and I just, I just loved it. Uh, but right now um, I do want to perform again, um, but not like, not at a restaurant. I did that. I don't want to do it again. Uh, more for in like a hafla. I want to organize a hafla. I want to get to know the community here in in San Diego, I, I know uh, a few people, but not not very much. And I know there is a dance community here. And then, of course, uh, Los Los Angeles is right uh, close by; it's three hours away. And I know there's a lot of people there. So, just to to connect more with the community, to dance for each other, um, and then to continue to inspire my students. Uh, I've been we've been working on a choreography and it will be their first time performing it. We'll just have like a little open house. So, so those are my uh, goals that are really close, right? Uh, I hope to do them soon to, to be able to perform again. Um, just, it, just in a, in a close um, manner with, with just, you know, a small group of people. It doesn't have to be on a stage or a big theater or anything. And, uh, and then just, Yeah, I don't I don't have any far set goals at this point because I think what I've learned from the pandemic is just to kind of wait it out a little bit more. Um, so I'm not looking too far. But close goals, ones that I can reach, I would love to have a hafla and, and dance and get to know the community around here. Yeah. Well, I wish you all your goals and dreams are coming true very soon uh, through this year, hopefully, or in the nearest future and I also wish you to find your new happy place maybe even at some point let go of what was before but just to find the place dance place that you feel really happy and good and joyful uh, now and find new because uh, with your experience with years with the mother motherhood experience There's so many more things to explore that uh, I think there is so much more looking forward rather than like looking like, oh, what was before? Like that doesn't, it matters, but it doesn't matter at the same time because there is so much more richness right now happening in your life. <laughs> And I'm very excited for you. Like let's 
Very exciting to see um, your dance journey and exploration in the future and follow your adventures and uh, seeing where it will lead you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really, really good point is that, you know, not to look back too much and to, to look forward. And I, I do uh, feel as a dancer much more mature in a good way. <laughs> um, just life experience and, and knowledge uh, is definitely greater than when I was in my 20s. So, uh, so the, yes, there's a lot to look forward to. Thank you. And where can uh, people find your Zumba and belly dance classes? Because I'm pretty sure you're teaching something online these days. <laughs> Yes, um, I do. I teach online on Zoom uh, for both of those types, I, for Zumba and belly dance. And then I also teach in person um, when, it's, when it's safe to do so. Um, I have, have been teaching belly dance in person still. And um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Uh, I do also have a website called um, The Shimmy Studio. Um, so I can, I can send those to you if you want uh, but yeah, just on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Shani.Zumba on Instagram. So yes. Shani.Zumba on Instagram. And the website you said Shimmy Studio is at ShimmyStudio.com? You know, it's a Wix, uh, it's a Wix program, so I, I can't remember the exact. Oh, okay. So yeah. we'll just put somewhere in the description. But uh, I'm pretty sure all on social media, if people find you on social media, I'm pretty sure they can find more information about website and classes on there. But uh, very excited to, to see this uh, also mix of like, I know Zumba is connected to ballet dance, but in your case, it's super connected. <laughs> so wow, it's probably exciting. It's, it's more about the spirit and the having fun. And, and I think that really shows through in, in your belly dance as well. It's like when you're connected to just letting go and having a good time with the music, that can come out in your dance. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing. <laughs> well, thank you for exciting uh, conversation and for letting us uh, uh, take a sneak peek at your dance journey and dance day-to-day uh, -day reality today. <laughs> that was very interesting and very inspiring and wishing you all the best and good luck with all your uh, classes, uh, both for your students and for you. <laughs> And looking forward to seeing uh, videos from um, Hafsa performances uh, sometime soon. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I hope so. Thanks so much for talking with me. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.